Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLX HD2 100.7, your home of the Dan Patrick Show, live Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 a.m. The Texans, from three wins in 2022 to the divisional playoff round in the 2023 season, how did that happen? Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the Sports Zone by Matt Musil of KHOU in Houston. And Matt, good to have you on the show and let me answer my you own bet. question. D'Amico Ryans, Bobby Slowick, and C.J. Stroud are three reasons the Texans have uh, turned things around. Let's start with D'Amico Ryans. What, uh, what is he most brought to the table for the Texans? He just brought his energy, his attitude, his positive vibe. That's how he was when he was drafted by the Texans out of Alabama uh, so many years ago. Actually, it wasn't that many years ago. Uh, that's D'Amico Ryans. He's just Mr. Positivity. Uh, when he came here from Alabama as a rookie, he just, he was, he was the man. They were calling him Cap. I heard J.J. Watt the other day talk about him, and he calls him Cap. They called him Cap from day one. It's just, when he shows up, <clears throat> of course, D'Amico was there before J.J. came, but he was Cap. And he just commanded the defensive huddle from day one. Uh, head coach Gary Kubiak wanted this type of player, uh, and they got him. And uh, Rick Smith was a general manager back then. Fast forward now to D'Amico being a head coach. He brings that exact same energy. He relates so well to the players, too, because he's still a young guy. He's not that far re- uh, removed. I was looking back. The last time Houston played at Baltimore in a playoff game, Joe Flacco was the quarterback for the Ravens, and D'Amico Ryan's was a was a linebacker for the Texans. <laughs> uh, that was 2011. Uh, 2011 season. It was actually in January of 2012. D'Amico brings that energy. Um, He's the driving force. Nick Casario is the general manager, and he deserves credit for bringing certain uh, players into this um, into this organization. But D'Amico Ryan's is the driving force. Make no mistake about that. Okay, so C.J. Stroud, you mentioned cap with Ryan's. Uh, if I'm mistaken, Stroud is a rookie, is a team captain here. So what's most impressive, his leadership skills or his accuracy, uncanny passing accuracy, actually? Well, from day one, his leadership skills, we could see it uh, when he shows up here in training camp. Everybody is paying attention to what CJ's doing. You know, they they had a so-called quarterback competition with Davis Mills, who'd been here a couple of years and was starting quarterback last year. Uh, good guy, um, uh, West Coast guy, um, strong arm, has capabilities of playing in the league. But from early on in training camp, CJ, it was CJ's team. Everybody just gravitated to this guy. And it's his demeanor. It's his transparency. Uh, what that kid's been through in his life, and he still stands strong, and he's a uh, he's deep in his faith. 
and doesn't back away from it. Those, those are the things that he and his head coach, D'Amico Ryans, and uh, his fellow first-round draft pick, Will Anderson Jr., they will not mm. back down from. They're, they're very strong in their faith as Christians, and um, they don't shy away from that. And just the thing that D'Amico asked those guys when he drafted them and brought them to the team, he said, look, here's the deal. I have a number of veterans on this squad, and I've got some guys returning from last year. We've had a big roster turnover. But here's the thing. You guys are the ones who will lead us. You guys, you young guys, you're winners. You come from winning college programs. It's your job to come in here and lead this team. However good we're going to be or bad we're going to be is depending on what you do, your mental attitude, your energy. I want that on this team and let's roll. And man, it's worked out great because the veterans on this team see they would see it and they're like, Whoa, we better hitch our wagon to this and it's just been a great a great thing. The chemistry in that locker room, you know it, you see it in the Diamondbacks clubhouse. Great chemistry. Yes. You see it yep. on football teams, college and pros. If there's chemistry, I mean that that's such, such a key. And then you, and then oh by the way, good chemistry leads to winning, and uh, that's what's happened here with the Texans. Bobby Slowick, the first year offensive coordinator. What has he done specifically to get the most out of Stroud and the other offensive personnel? Well, it's interesting. His game planning is uh, great. He's from that Shanahan Kubiak system. And, oh, by the way, it works. <laughs> you know, there are all kinds of different, all kinds of different facets that have come out of that system. And Bobby has his own take on the way he runs plays out of that. But it was interesting early on, like the first time they played Baltimore uh, early in the season, he pretty much had the handcuffs on C.J., one of the reasons they drafted C.J. is because he's careful with football. He loves to push the football downfield, but he's careful with his throws. Well, they pretty much had him handcuffed. And at one point, it wasn't after the Baltimore game, but it was not too long after that. I forget exactly, but it was early in the season. And it was a loss. And C.J. said in uh, at the podium after the game, he said, you know, we got to do things different. We need to push the field. We need to push the ball downfield and go for it. We need to go for it. We have the talent on this team. We need to go. And I mean, I'm like, whoa! He just said that. He's like second guessing the head coach and the offensive coordinator. And so I asked him specifically um, the next week. You know, how did Bobby Slowick? And D'Amico Ryan's react to you saying that. He goes, well, yeah, they, they agree with me. We need to do more of that. Now, I don't know what went on behind the scenes, but since that time, they changed. And they allowed him to go downfield. He loves to throw the deep ball. He loves to go downfield. Well, he no longer has Tank Dell. He's like uh, the Texans' Tyreek Hill. Tank Dell was phenomenal at University of Houston. And he was the same way his first several weeks in the NFL before he was injured. This guy is unbelievable the way he gets open. 
Well, all of a sudden, that threat was gone, so other guys had to step up, and they have. But after 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 CJ comes out post game and says we we need to do things differently, we need to push the ball downfield. It changed, and Bobby Slowick changed with his top player, and he was smart to do that. And as a result, now Bobby Slowick's being mentioned for all these head coaching jobs around the NFL. I don't know if he's ready for that. He's a really good coach. I think he should do one more year at least as an OC. Um, Bobby's really smart, but he's getting all kinds of offers. He said yesterday, he said, I couldn't even tell you what's going on because I'm focused on the Ravens. But I guarantee you his agent is working it. (laughs) He's working it behind the scenes. Slow, I admit it. That time will come. That time will come when I deal with that, but this is not the time. I'm totally focused on Baltimore. You know, one thing about Stroud that might be reason for concern is that, you know, as is really the case with most rookies, his home and road splits, he's been much better at home compared on the road. Is, is that reason for concern or no big deal? I don't think it is. The Jets game he got hurt in, and people are going to point to that. Um. And this will be a cold-weather, windy game in Baltimore. But, I mean, C.J., he's a SoCal guy. Uh, it's where he uh, grew up, went to Rancho, uh, Rancho Cucamonga High School. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he played at Ohio State and won a lot of football games with the Buckeyes. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, – I'm not concerned about that. I'm more concerned about if the offensive line can protect him. The offensive line has been a patchwork deal all season long, and it's amazing. When that O-line was so bad and inconsistent, C.J. was finding a way to win football games. And we kept saying as observers, we would sit there in the press box and like, man, he can't keep it up. He keeps getting drilled back there. Now, he did get a concussion in that Jets game and missed two games. Otherwise, he'd probably in the, he'd be, he'd legitimately be in the MVP conversation for sure. Because he was before he before he got hurt, but it I a home or away, I don't think that's a big factor for CJ. He's calm in the pocket. Um, he's not like a lot of uh, quarterbacks if they if they make a mistake. Oh man, now I'm going to be afraid to pull the trigger on the next pass. That's not CJ, and um, he's you know he's. <laughs> He's got his teammates believing in him, his coach believes in him, and he has totally got this city of Houston excited about football for the first time in several years. This is this has turned into a baseball city, as you know. But uh, mm-hmm. football is, has been king in Texas for many, many years, and uh, football is once again uh, a topic of conversation here around Houston. For example, here the last several years, uh, the Houston Astros caravan, you know, I'm sure Diamondbacks do the exact same thing. They go out in the community and around the state, and they shake hands and sign autographs and stuff, and it's a big deal. It, it, it could be our lead story on our newscast. But the Texans have stolen the spotlight away. The caravan started last night for the Astros, and that was my last story in my sportscast, not my first story. Things do change a little bit there, for sure. You mentioned, <laughs> yeah, actually, I think uh, you mentioned what I think might be the key to the game on Sunday. 
is the current they've had lots of injuries obviously in the offensive line is the current offensive line pass blocking good enough to allow Stroud to get the ball down the field against the Ravens on Saturday <coughs> excuse me I think it is but uh, the proof's in the pudding Baltimore is one of the best defenses in the league no doubt about that but Cleveland had the top rated defense in the league and look what the Texans did to him last week. I think part of that was the Browns took him a little lightly after pounding the Texans like three weeks prior. The Ravens, under John Harbaugh, and we can talk about the Harbaugh coaching tree or whatever, but I, I just I love the way John Harbaugh handles his football team. They are up in your grill <laughs> all the time, and it doesn't matter if it's offense or defense. They play football the way football should be played. It's a gritty game. They're coming at you, and they've got talent, too. It's interesting guy I'm going to watch is Jadevian Clowney. J.D. was drafted in the first round by the Texans a number of years ago. He left the Texans, got traded away, bounced around, and he's with Baltimore now. And I guarantee I saw on the injury list he was out for illness yesterday, mispractice. But I guarantee he'll be in the lineup, ready to take it out on the Texans. <laughs> I think because J.D. can still make plays. And he's yeah, one of the guys up this front. year. Yeah, uh, like nine and a half sacks, um, which got him a $750,000 bonus or something. I think. <laughs> Okay. JD's a different guy. He's a fun guy, but he always bets on himself on these uh, one-year contracts and uh, seems to be paying off. But I think defensively, Baltimore is so strong. Um, that'll be the challenge. You know, can the can the Texans get some running game going to help offset the passing? They have to do something to slow down that rush. And um, you know, Nico Collins is has become the go-to guy. Ever, ever since Tank Dell was injured. Nico's a big, athletic, wide receiver, and he's got help. John Mechie, a second-round draft pick out of Alabama, who was out last year due to leukemia. He beat leukemia. He's back now. He had three big catches last week. He's got to go to the tight ends. Dalton Schultz, who's a Cowboys cast-off. Um, he has some weapons, he has some weapons, and they're going to have to utilize all of them in order to beat Baltimore. It's going to be tough. The Ravens are tough on the road or at home, but especially at home. And um, longtime Texans fans will not forget that loss um, after the 2011 season. That's the last time they played in the playoffs. It was The Texans kind of bobbled that one away and uh, had a chance. And, and I, I'm telling you, local NFL fans – are so pumped because if if by chance uh, I picked this team to win four or five games, I got to be honest with you, because I, I just couldn't see them coming together that quickly. It's just been amazing to watch and fun to watch. But local NFL fans know that the last time a Texans a Texas NFL team or a, a an NFL team from Houston specifically was in the AFC championship game was 1979 bump Phillips, mm -hmm. houston oilers love you blue that was the last time a 
Houston NFL teams in the AFC championship game. Could they pull this off Saturday? Oh, my gosh, this city would go crazy. So much for the Astros at that point. Okay, let me, well, let me flip this. <laughs> Everybody still <laughs> loves the Astros, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm trying. Okay, well, let's flip this real fast to the defense. You mentioned Will Anderson. How does Anderson and the rest of that defense try to contain Lamar Jackson? Yeah, well, they need to, you know, keep the uh, keep the rush lanes. Uh, the good thing about Will Anderson Jr., a lot of people were saying, well, he's not the top defensive player. Yes, he's good fundamentally, but there's these other guys that show more explosion, blah, blah, blah. And D'Amico Ryans wasn't, he- wasn't hearing that. He wanted Will Anderson because – he not only uh, is good about pressuring the quarterback, but he has he's aware of the rush. He's good against the rush. That's how their defensive front plays. They have a number of talented players up front. Jonathan Grenard is a perfect example. This guy leads a team in sacks. Under the previous couple of head coaches, he could barely get on field. I just didn't know what to do with him. It, it was strange. But he, uh, in a contract year, um, he has exploded. And he's been hurt some the last couple of weeks. He came and played part-time last week. It'll be, it helps a lot to have him in the lineup. And they have others who can, um, who can rush. And they have good interior linemen. And they have good um, linebackers. Christian Harris, another Alabama guy. He got a pick six last week. Um, you know, they had two pick sixes last week against Flacco. Now, Joe kinda, Joe will, fl- will throw it around the yard, but he'll also throw it to his team a lot. He'll throw it to your team sometimes. Um, Lamar's is, um, you know, he Lamar Jackson's so tough because what did he run for, 800 yards, I think, this year? 800 yards and a half a dozen touchdowns. He's so, he's so tough. Like I said, John, John Harbaugh team. He's so tough-minded. Lamar will run it on you. He's not that accurate of a passer, and that's what they need to do, get pressure on him, you know, contain him. Don't allow him to get free for the big chunk plays with his legs. If they, Then make him throw the ball. I don't know if, it, if he can beat them throwing the football. I don't know if he can do that. Uh, he's just not as accurate. He's, he's better than he once was, but his sixth year in the league – I remember um, early in his career, he was so inaccurate. And his throwing motion was a little off and that type of thing. But, man, he's a big, strong guy. It doesn't matter how it gets out of his hand. If it gets to the right place, it doesn't matter what it looks like. And uh, Lamar, of course, is um, developed into such a weapon. And they rally around him. It's like uh, CJ has everybody rally around him. D'Amico Ryan said there's no no getting around it. He said this after last week's game. C.J. Stroud is the reason we're as good as we are because everyone believes in him. I mean, I, that, you know how it is. If Kyler Murray's on a roll, hey, let's, go, let's roll. The uh, quarterback is so important, and everybody has to believe in him. When everybody is believing in the quarterback, all kinds of great things can happen. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate the time this morning. You bet. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see Lamar Jackson and uh, his Ravens favored by nine points. Yeah. Well, that's a 
big point spread. You know, I think the Texans can win this thing. And, uh, boy, that would be – it'd be wild in the city if that happened. Matt Musil of uh, KHOU in Houston. Thanks for his time. Tomorrow in this segment, by the way, our annual discussion with the Hall of Famer Bob Glober uh, from uh, New York Newsday and now retirement and now author. And we'll get into a lot of that with Bob tomorrow. So stay tuned for that tomorrow. Make a note. Uh, that is tomorrow. Next segment today, it is phone call time, 602-260-1060. We'll also get to some bottom line answers from today's pipeline, including a little bit from ASU's epic second-half meltdown last night against UCLA. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUSAM 1060 and Castle X HD2 100.7.